What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Powered by UberLyftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo. I am just getting back in town from the 2022 Gig Worker Conference in St. Louis um, that was put on by Pedro DoorDash Santiago, Harry Campbell from the Rideshare Guy, uh, Solo, uh, Buckle, and Para, Para, whichever you call it. Um, we will. I'll talk about that a little bit coming up here. Uh, before I get into that, though, I do want to talk about uh, Solo. Solo did um, a great job providing some stuff uh, in the giveaway bags and uh, just helping to sponsor the event, um, as did Para, Para, and as did Buckle. Uh, it was really, you know, it was really a good event. Uh, the turnout was good. Um, I've talked about this in a few videos as I drove home. Uh, but yeah, it was just across the board. It was just great. And it was really nice to really meet people in person, all these people that I've known for a long time. But let's, let's get into the solo thing, guys. So solo, um, is making some changes and, uh, um, for the better, but as they grow, this is how good companies grow. So I'm going to take some time on, uh, uh, if if not by Sunday, on Sunday, we're going to start off, you know how we start off the show with a topic. I run it for 20, 30 minutes where I just kind of talk, let everybody get in the room, and then I open up the Sunday fun day. So this week, if not if not before then, I have a piece on this. Uh, we I'll start off with talking about some solo. Um, we've done this with moves too before. And uh, speaking of moves, I want to talk about moves too. Check out so check out uh, worksolo.com. You can find it in the show notes. Uh, please click the affiliate link and uh, let solo, solo know you came from Rideshare Rodeo. Um, but I also want to talk about moves financial guys. So um, these guys are great. You know this this bank is uh, just like many of the gig apps. Here's here's really what it comes down to, guys. Is that moves is a a company trying to trying to be the a, a banking company or the bank for gig workers where we can plug in all of our different apps, see where the earnings are coming from, all kinds of tools and, and things. You earn percentage of the platforms you work as you work them. You, um, you know, that you can, you can uh, raise your, uh, um, the amount of money you can borrow against your pay. So if your car breaks down and a lot of those people who live day to day or week to week on gig work, um, while things are getting figured out and while inflation's through the roof, uh, you know, you might not have that money to, to fix the car because you've just been paying everything off constantly. Well, moves lets you, you know, borrow against, um, it's, it, and it's, it, it's at rates that you guys wouldn't believe. I mean, I, I believe that I'm not sure how long the period lasts, but I know there's like a no interest period. 
period. And it's not just like a week or two weeks. You get some time. And even after that, they're, it's a company that's willing to work with you. They're learning. Um, I'm learning from them. I love talking to them. And I'm also doing some writing for them. So after the podcast here tonight, I have to do, um, or I have to get my, I've, I've been gone since uh, Thursday. I got in late, late, late last night. And uh, I got to get a uh, uh, a paper, an article submitted on uh, Winolo. I was calling it Wanolo till we were in St. Louis and everybody told me, no, 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 it's Winolo. So luckily, um, I had told uh, um, my contacts over at Moves that, you know, I I haven't worked the app. I don't really do reviews on apps, just like I, I don't do sponsorship. Like if a company calls me and asks me to sponsor them and I haven't used the app or I ha- I don't know about it and I haven't done deep dives and I don't know the people at the company and I don't know people using it, I, I have actually turned away people for advertising stuff. So um, that's kind of where I was with Winolo. So I've had to do a deep dive. I'm ready to write the piece now. But I luckily got to talk to two people at the at the gig conference who have done it. So another perk that came about from the gig conference. And... uh yeah, if you're wondering why it's just me here today, uh, it's going to be not the longest one because, A, I got to get this uh, this turned in tonight, but also uh, it's already running late and I'm dropping this because it, it was just a long road trip. But if you're wondering why I don't have the uh, co-host this week, the co-host thing is still continuing through this month. So after this month, it'll end and then there's going to be a little change and there's going to be one new day and uh, a new project that um, is is going to start uh, happening on Mondays. And then on the Patreon page, Project Dumpling is going to be happening. So if you want to watch Project Dumpling as it starts everything, I will bring pieces like, you know, clips together uh, over to YouTube and uh, I'll bring uh, audio clips to here. But to watch, if you want to watch all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Click the Patreon link and check it out. So, um, also, uh, so yes, the co-hosting continues. So, uh, let me tell you the next three weeks. Um, so next month, next week for the podcast, my co-host is uh, Nova Dasher. So uh, you know we had him on the roundtable. Nova Dasher, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, smart guy knows knows the knows the gig industry. Looking forward to. Uh, hashing it out with him on on the podcast, talking about whatever the news next week is. Um, the week after that, uh, I have my, uh, one of my, uh, you know, one of my favorite creators, one of my people that I love having on the podcast. Um, I, I sit with him every Thursday night for the round table, but I don't often get to have a one-on-one with him. And we used to, we used to have a couple back in the day. So the week after, um, I actually have Hannibal is hungry. And I'm really looking forward to that because Hannibal and I haven't had a one-on-one in a while. And this is a, a fun way to do it, fun setting. Um, because just like the Thursdays where I try and get the roundtable topics around the guest as much as what's going on that week, I try and do the same for the news, which is what's made it a little more difficult. So I try and match the news going on to the uh, co-hosts that I have that week. The week after, I have Yoast Malone. Uh, yeah, we had Yoast on the round, round table too, but I'm having Yoast Malone back to co-host. And then it will be the final week of the summer co-host uh, 
podcast live. And uh, then there's going to be a new way that the podcast will go to YouTube, but the po- otherwise the podcast will drop audio first on Tuesday mornings, as it always has. And uh, we'll kind of go back to a different format, but there's there's some new things coming down the pipe too. I've really spent a lot of time in the car, mapped out some of my thoughts, and I've got a lot of ideas where I'm uh, really looking forward to this too. So um, yeah, the last uh, week of August, I'm not going to tell you who the guest is. You guys are just going to have to wait. <laughs> so, um, Or what that week is all about, what that week is going to be and look like. But um yeah, I guess let, let's let's start off a little bit. I'm only going to hit on like two subjects today. One of them is is pretty big though. So let's let's start off with the good news and talk about uh, St. Louis a little bit. So from arriving at St. Louis to leaving St. Louis, the whole thing was just quite the adventure. Let me give you let me just give you my timeline rundown really quick. So jump in the car Thursday straight through, and I left after my son got out of work and was home. Um, it was like 4.30. I got on the road and I drove straight through, got there in the morning. Friday, uh, got in, had lunch with uh, Jimmy and David from Para. And uh, we talked a lot, you know, a lot about a lot of ideas because um, we were in person, obviously, and, and not everybody had arrived yet. So sit easy to sit down and do that. Um, and then I did a live stream for like an hour just to kind of try and sync everybody up who was in St. Louis and I got, you know, I found out where Gary was. And obviously I have Gary's number. I can call him. But it was just a way for me to go live stream and kind of see, you know, who's in St. Louis. And so I did. We were able to kind of sort through all that. Um, you know, then people started showing up. They were staying at the Para House. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, so Friday night we went out to dinner. Um, then we came back and uh, just talked, had a lot of fun. Saturday we got up. Uh, everybody got ready. Um, Faith Dasher Pass showed up. Holly was there. Um, the Para team, Bud Soda was at the house. And the next night we had, uh, uh, Picky Pink and her daughter, Tatiana. And we had, uh, let's see who else. I think we had a couple others that stayed there, but aside from the staying there. So we went to the event, we woke up, we went to the event and it was from two to eight. We were there the whole time. Um, I have still yet to see David in my speech, so I have to really track that down. I'm hoping that <laughs> there's a couple versions out there, um, but I want to see those, um, and, uh, everybody's too. I know that Slavic D was looking for his too. So, uh, yeah, so we went to the event, um, you know, and, uh, Pedro did a great job. He, uh, you know, there was, it was just a really friendly, inviting atmosphere met a lot of new faces of and and to that i mean like people who aren't creators aren't podcasters but work in the gig economy or work in the gig economy in st louis just new faces and even new voices that i'm not used to in the chats or whatever and so that was nice too because some of these people might not be on youtube as much as um others or on podcasts but they you know they had some of the same things to say and i learned a couple new things too uh you know, I, I learn things every time I talk to people. This is why since the pandemic started, I started the audio podcast and I've reached out to, I mean, after David and I did the, you know, helping people through the beginning of the pandemic, it was, you know, we had reached out to so many people around the country that I just kept expanding that and meeting everybody. So that, that was a huge piece of the growth here. But anyway, 
I got to meet a bunch of new faces. I got to meet Yos Malone in person. I got to meet uh, Pedro in person, Hannibal. Uh, I already knew Faith, and I already knew Driven Dad, Driven Mom. I met Holly in person. I met Pink in person. I met Bud Soda in person. I met uh, um, Joe. You know, Joe, Joe, I got to tell you guys, Joe's a new favorite of mine. <laughs> so if you guys don't know about Joe, um, Joe's uh, channel is called uh, Let's Play DoorDash. And uh, he's actually going to be our guest on this Thursday's roundtable because I have, after that, uh, next week on the roundtable, we have Zach uh, Drives Fast. And the week after, um, well, I'll save that because it's a company one in which we don't do a lot of those, but we have a company CEO that's going to be on. Um, and we're going to talk to him about some stuff that I think you guys are going to find really important. Um, but uh, this week I didn't have a guest down, so I was going to just plug somebody in when I got back. But after meeting Joe and uh, <laughs> seeing that he wrote a song at the conference and seeing that he performed that song at the conference and just the way he carried himself. And I, of course, I have to throw in Joe is from Michigan. I'm from Michigan. And for those of you who maybe know Michigan people to be, oh, yeah, I always get along with Michigan people. They're good people. Or whatever you might think, let's say. <laughs> uh, to those of us from Michigan, there is a huge bond. I know that a lot of people might say that about their home state or whatnot, but it's a little bit different with Michigan. Um, and I even say that about the guys and the girls, like guys and girls, the way they connect to are from Michigan, girls and, and girlfriends who connect and guys and, and their guy friends that connect, we are very Michigan. <laughs> no matter where you go, if you grew up in Michigan or if you spent enough time there in your formative years, you can't get the Michigan out of you, and nor would I ever want to. Um, I just, I love everything about the state. Um, as much as I miss it, you know, it's, I'm, if you can hear, I'm congested. Um, I'm just, I, you know, as I rolled back in Colorado, I could sense that it was drying in, but it was muggy in St. Louis, which made me remember how muggy it gets in Michigan. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to be back in a dry climate. Um, so I, that, you know, I gotta say that's probably, I know my son is the biggest part of, of why I'm in Colorado. Um, you know, I came here for, uh, to snowboard and many, many years ago, and was still working for the laser company and got into the bar industry and got married and had a kid and all of this. And I, I I wasn't planning on going anywhere. And I still, Michigan, again, is just too muggy for me. I can deal with the change of seasons. I know a lot of people are like, whoa, that place is cold in the winter. I can deal with the black ice in Michigan. I can deal with the, with the season changes. That's not the problem. But I love the mountains and I love the weather out here. So um, I just have to be a relocated uh Michigan boy in Colorado. So anyway, um, Joe's going to be our guest. Joe is from Michigan and let's play DoorDash. So check out his channel. It's good stuff on YouTube. Uh, yeah, the otherwise, so the, the conference ended and we all went back to the powerhouse. And uh, I think that we were probably there about 830. You know, it was park was really close to where the powerhouse was. So really only like 15 minutes. So Probably left right at 8. We were actually there by 8.15, you know. Um, and then, you know, we had everybody that wanted to uh, back over to the house. And I think that, you know, I know that I, I saw a picture. I know there's other pictures out there, but I saw one of the pictures I knew about that has 12 of us in it. Pedro, his girl, me, Hannibal, 
Gary Middleton, his wife, um, uh, um, Joe and his wife, let's play DoorDash. Uh, we had Dasher Die. We had Dasher Pass. We we just had a crew. But I noticed that in the picture that I saw already, David and Jimmy are not in the picture. And they were absolutely at the house. I don't know why they didn't join us in the picture. Maybe they didn't in another one, I'm sure. Because I remember, I thought I remember them being in one. So that was, tw- anyway, that was a 12-person picture. And David and Jimmy weren't in it. So we know at least at the end, by the time we were like, kind of wrapping it up at the house around midnight. You know, we got there about 8, 8.15. Everybody else got there between 8.15 and 8.45. It was pretty quick because it had been a long day outside. And uh, we had enough room in the house to host everybody. We brought the patio chairs in and the ones from... So we had enough seats. We had some couches. And, uh, you know, I know we had 15 people, maybe more at a, at a point, but we had 14 even at the very end because we had David, Jimmy, and the 12 in the picture. And it was just, it was a really good time. Nobody live recorded, nobody live streamed, nobody was even talking about work. We were just kind of relaxing from the day and doing more of a get to know one another. So um, that said, I'm going to jump into some news here and then uh, um, that's going to be it for the week. But I this is some stuff that happened while I was gone. So let me, let me uh, pull this up and uh, we got to talk. Okay. Single take you guys. Here's Here's what's up. So since I left um, on Thursday, I posted the last post I made from the house anyway on uberliftdrivers.com, which is where you can get all the news that I that I bring to here, guys. So make sure you're visiting the website, uberliftdrivers.com. It's not, it's not just rideshare, guys. It's everything. Um, and by everything, I mean everything. So the last post I made was a news roundup on the 28th, Thursday before I left town. And since here's what here's what's happened. So here's some of the posts now up on there is the um um the FTC and the National Labor uh Relations Board uh announce uh uh that they're cooperating to try and bring new uh <laughs> new ways of handling us gig employees. I don't want to start using the word proact again. However, that's kind of what I'm alluding to. And that's one that's one article up there. There's another one here. These are just some article titles that are up on uberliftdrivers.com right now. Uh new collaboration between federal agencies spells antitrust trouble for gig economy. I mean, they're really the NLRA, the National Labor uh, Relations Association is really uh, is really going at or the National Labor Relations Act and the Na- National Labor uh, Relations Board is really going after the gig economy right now. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while, but it's getting way worse. Um, I think that I've been kind of giving you guys my speculation, you know, like people who speculate on the market. I do that a lot. It's my opinion, but I've been telling you guys we need to worry about this stuff. You know, we need to worry about what while we're all earning and making this good money and this and that and the other, you know, we need to be thinking about, you know, well, the gig economy is not going anywhere. I talked about this in my speech at the gig conference. It's not going anywhere. We all know this. But if we don't, you know, really pay attention right now, they are trying to shove some laws through. And actually, you know, in Massachusetts, it worked. In California, it's it's been in place for two years and it's failing miserably. Um, the rest of the country 
is subsidizing the gig workers in California. And if the gig workers in California are like, yeah, at least we're getting our money. Well, that's not going to last forever because here we're facing like three other states going that direction. California is already too much for these companies. I won't mention the names because I've I've gotten a little uh you know, I've gotten a little feedback like you don't know that, you don't know. Again, I don't know that, but I do speak to a lot of people that I know for a fact uh most of you do not speak with. And a lot of these people are on the front lines and even they don't know it, but they give me the inside tips. And I got to tell you guys, I mean, usually when I have these people on, Kim Cavan, Karen Anderson, uh, you know, the Gail Gordons, the Lisa Rothsteins, the, um, you know, whoever they are, these people who really understand these laws, they have never really steered me wrong. When I, and when I, when I feed that information to you, that's coming directly from them. I've never, you know, I've never fed you guys any wrong information, even stuff that they say, well, this one's iffy. I don't know. I just don't bring it on here until it's a little more, um, uh, for sure. But the bottom line is, is that, uh, um, you know, there's, we really, we really, 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 really got to pay attention to what's going on in this country because we're not, and we're all enjoying the gig work life and inflation's high and more people are coming into the gig economy. And so, you know, it's, we, we have to be careful that we don't get too comfortable. Like even, you know, I always say to you, don't do one app. Even though I used to say you can do one, that's fine. These days I tell you, don't do one. If you're able to do multi-apping, do multi-apping. You know, have as many apps in your arsenal as you can. But here's the thing. We're always like talking about one app or the other, right? Like Uber, okay, or this or that or the other. And here's the bottom line, guys, is that, uh, so, you know, like if we're talking about Uber, if we're talking about Instacart and their pay and just and we start start focusing on that too much, behind the scenes, what is happening is so much more important. I mean, and, and by this I mean like if you're if you're if you only work Instacart, let's say, because I have a problem with their pay. Um, let's say you only work for Instacart and you're just you're like, I this this is wrong, this needs to be more. Um, if you look behind the scenes, What's behind there is way worse. I mean, like a hundred thousand times worse because it takes away flexibility down the road. Yeah, we can talk about you know i I don't like it the words anymore. Prop twenty two. Luckily, it's not going to be around forever. I'm glad about that because other states were going to follow that model. Already are starting to follow it, and it's a failed model. It doesn't work. I mean, the only people who might say it works are. Uh, delivery drivers who are getting Prop 22 supplemental pay in California. But initially, guys, you got to remember that AB5 took down an entire people's lifetimes, 40 years of work pre-gig economy. And that was more important. It took down a large percentage of that. There were carve-outs, this, that, the other. But other states are now following this model. Really, the model was created um, you know, or the gig part was supposed to be more, the Prop 22 stuff was supposed to be more for rideshare drivers. But as I've explained before, rideshare drivers, you know, it's for active time. And like, if you're in Cal, if you're in San Francisco, the minimum wage is what? It's, it's 
10 cents, give or take from $19.50 or something. So let's call it 20 bucks an hour. And then the gig companies have to add on 20%. That's 24 an hour. If you're working for Grubhub or if you're working for DoorDash and you're getting $3 base pay, all you can do is two orders in an hour. That's six, that's six hours. Okay. And so, or that's $6 for the two orders base pay. So DoorDash has to cut you a Prop 22 check for every active hour of $18. It probably sounds great if this worked as a model for A, the company, and B, for the entire country. To say that in California it's happening, and let's let's kind of base our models on that, well, it's not, it, it's happening, but it's not working. It's not working for anybody except for the people who are doing delivery because rideshare drivers make more than 24 in an active hour. So really, they're not seeing anything from it. And those were supposed to be the people who were supposed to benefit from, from this. Same thing's about to happen up in Seattle. And now the same thing's going to happen in Massachusetts. So come January, we're going to see some interesting stuff. And before then, I think we're going to... I've now been looking into it today. And I've got it boiled down to... I'm going to save it for next week. But I've got it boiled down to... I think there's four more states that possibly could go. That would make seven states total that move to a more that are making their moves quickly towards an employee or a franchise model. And you might not see it that way because you might see, well, no, it's still allowing flex. Of course, it's going to allow flex. When people rip the rug out from under you, they don't do it that way. They don't come up behind you, just take the rug and rip it. They actually, you know, they gradually wean you off stuff and make other things appear to be this great thing. So it's like you feel like you're being taken care of until they've got the logistics down where they're like, okay, now we can yank the rug. So that's what's going to happen there, guys. I mean, we can debate about it all day. And uh, maybe the next few weeks, I'll take five minutes with each of my co-hosts and we'll talk about this very issue and then we'll move on. But I'll just take five minutes and see what their take is on it. And I won't even debate them. I'll just see what their take is on it because... It's about to get scary, and people. If you if if you just don't have the time, you're working all the time. Um, you know, let at least at least check out the podcast every week here, because um, I will be all over this until the November uh, vote. However, I'll be covering a lot of other things too, as a lot of new things are coming up on the radar. Um, but there's a lot of good stories on Uber Lyft drivers right now. So the one I'm going to tell you about today. Uh, so this is a story from Paris. Now, you might be saying, well, you know, okay, well, that's not here in the United States, so what do we care? Because the gig economy is growing globally at a phenomenal rate, we do have to watch the other countries. And something happened big there uh, in the last few days. So, uh, so Just Eat over in Europe, um, they... They promised to move, they promised France, we're talking about France here. So they promised France that they were going to move to a not gig worker, we're going to take care of them with, um, you know, all the employee benefits and we're going to do this, that and the other. And it kind of, I got to say, it kind of looked like, um, like how the Prop 22 people are working in California. It was like, okay, they're giving us supplemental pay. They're going to cover a little bit of our insurance and uh you know and 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 great we're making more money okay well so it's kind of the same thing and now here's what's happening though when that happened just eat ceo uh got into a little spat actually with um 
with Dara, the CEO from Uber, about why don't you guys do this as well? And it's there's actually a link in the article on Uber Lyft drivers. The article, gig workers are losing their hard-won rights. And in the first paragraph, the very end, there is a link that says, pay your workers minimum wage that'll bring you that story on the report. Um, but basically... Just Eat challenged Uber to, why aren't you doing this? Why, why don't you take care of people better? Well, let me see. So uh, despite all of that that happened, uh, and that was 2022, so same timeline as AB5. But despite that, Just Eat is now attempting to U-turn on previous promises. So Just Eat couriers based across France receive uh, received an email on July 18th outlining a coming company restructure, which would mean that the rider's status as employees would change. Okay, so uh, Just Eat Takeaway has been a major advocate of the salaried delivery model in continental U Europe and France. However, we cannot continue to do this alone. The email read, blaming regulators for not forcing its competitors to stop using gig workers. Riders in Paris can still expect to be paid uh, per hour, but local unions say around 350 couriers working in 26 other French cities from Lyons uh, to other cities um, are now at risk of losing their job. So here's the thing. So just Eat kind of said like, hey, we're going to go to this. We're not going to use gig workers. We're going to like pay them correctly and treat them this way. Again, I don't want to be an employee. And that's what they're talking about. Even if they allowed a little bit of flex, it wasn't full flex. So, um, but I don't, that's not a model that me or pretty much any, I, I, pretty much everybody I talk to, we don't want that. That's exactly what, that's one of the biggest things. And uh, now just Eat was challenging the other companies. Why don't you do what we're doing if you're so good? Well, now Just Eat is saying, listen, because you guys, because um, uh, the regulators here aren't, uh, and nothing's being restructured, nobody's being forced to pay this. Uh, we're, we can't do this alone. We're going to move away from the salary delivery model and go back to the gig model. So. I was just talking about having the rug yanked from under you. Well, that's about what's about to happen there. And I was saying how it won't happen, but you know they already got the 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 Prop 22 type status. Now they've got to deal with this. And it's like, okay, now they're going to yank the rug out and now it's going to be reality. Now it's going to be this. Because again, Just Eat came to the conclusion, we can't make a profit. Now, all of us are saying, yeah, but none of these companies make the profit. Okay, well, that's true, but here's the thing. Um, Just Eat actually claimed that forecasting, forecasting at their growth rate and salaried workers, they can't, they won't be able to make a profit. So their forecasting shows that no matter where down the line, at a salaried, at a salaried base job where it needs to be a gig model independent contractor, the company can't survive. If Just Eat can't survive. I know, you know, you might say, well, Uber's big. Well, the, Just Eat's very big, you guys. Very big over there. Very big. Uh, you know, they even have their hand in things here, as we know. So um, they are one of the bigger ones. They are one of the giants. And they said, their forecasting says, we can't make money. And when I say forecasting, you know, 
these companies take it out in months, years, many years. So, I mean, if they're looking 10 years out and they're saying, we still can't make money, five years can't, nope, we're not going to be even close. If we have to pay uh, these, everybody has to be salaried employees or, you know, however the employee structure is set up, we can't do it. Um, so, I think we're about to see the gig economies all do a U-turn, as I was mentioning, on the way that the UK structured this, which is basically about the same as California. But the UK did it before California too, and it was very clear to people. It didn't just pop up as AB5, then these carve-outs, then a vote in November of 2020 that would go into effect in 2021, which effectively left the United States a year behind uh, where the EU's at. Okay, so now... So imagine us a year behind. The EU's, all the gig companies are about to go, nope, we're not following that anymore. We're going to go back to the way that we've always been, which is not following your legislation, not following your rules. And if you want to kick us out, kick us out. So that's how they had been operating forever. And we all wondered, you know, why aren't they just making regulations? Okay, first of all, you know, it, it is what it is, but they couldn't be enforced. It's like Uber getting kicked out of countries and coming back. But the problem here is on both sides. So, you know, if you want to be an employee, go go out and get a W two job. This was never meant to be one. This was this is what it is. You know, it's it's hey, you can work on your own schedule. We send you offers, and you can take them or not. So, as I've said many times, if they showed complete transparency, many of these battles would just be over. And that's another piece of news that is going on. So I advise you guys to check into that. We will be talking about that on Thursday in depth on the roundtable Thursday night, which will drop on Friday. We will be back to dropping Friday uh, roundtables um, weekly again. So uh, this week. So yeah, I mean, just they're gonna they're gonna walk away from this, or they're gonna just say we're gonna go back to operating without. The without following the 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 rules and regulations that they want us to follow, um, so about and they're about a year in front of us. So what happens in a year? Where are we going to be? That's what I've been telling you guys for a while. So I'm going to actually leave it with that and let you guys go do some diving on UberLiftDrivers.com if you want, because it's all in there. If you read the last six seven days articles or just find some in there. You'll start piecing together things and going, oh my gosh, I get it. Uh, but it's all in there. You know, and I, I was doing a news roundup today, and some of this we'll be talking about on Thursday too. Uh, you know, there's a new congressional bill uh, that would create hybrid job classifications for gig workers, uh, but it's already facing a stiff opposition. I mean, so, you know, like hybrid, we've talked about that. That's, that's acceptable to me because if you come to me and you say independent contractor, or W-2 employee with union dues. It is an, I don't even need a half a second to say independent contractor. And you can put that for life. I will never go the other route. So, I mean, to give me the choice is what we need. If you're going to, if you're going to have the employee model in place, you also need to have the independent contractor model because that's how all of these platforms were built, you know, and I get it, but we're always, with the the rate technology moves, we're always going to be facing new challenges on how to regulate or how to tax or how to do certain things in this country. 
So when a new thing like gig apps comes out for independent contractors to be able to work, the solution is not just to say, we'll make them join a union and make them pay union dues and we'll just solve it that way. That is not the solution. You killed people in California who had 40-year businesses, nonprofits. I won't even get into it because I have enough time. You guys could probably do it for me. Um, but there's an, um, there's a bill uh, on the table, too, for gig workers into the federal law again would effectively get rid of the minimum wage and overtime compensation. And that's from MarketWatch. And that's a very, very good article. That is in, uh, so there's an article today, Gig Economy News Roundup, August 2nd on uberliftdrivers.com. All these articles are on there. Uh, this one that I'm talking about, uh, the minimum wage and overtime is a very interesting article because it does say that you will get some of the perks of a W-2 job, but it actually breaks down how it's not even debatable. It would get rid of a minimum wage and overtime compensation. So there's a big problem there. Um, uh, you know, there's uh, you know, there's an article about a flood of new drivers are joining Uber because everything is more expensive. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, this is things we're going to face. Um, Uber is fighting, uh, or Uber is is making some gains and fighting for a space in the last mile services, uh, in, in a space against Amazon. To me, like, okay, well, wow, Amazon's got it pretty dialed, but and I don't think Uber has the clout to carry that. People aren't going to be like, well, they're the new Amazon for me. Maybe not, but maybe there's some wild ways they're coming in. I'm going to research it more before Thursday because last mile is a big thing that I'm into. I think that that's where the best pay is right now. And I don't try and hide it and keep that from you guys. I always tell you it's where it's at. Check out, check out Curry, check out some of the other ones, you know, um, uh, but, um, there's an article from Autoblog from, uh, July 31st that we've seen this around a bunch, but this is one worth reading. Uber now allows its drivers to see destination and rates ahead of time. The way that it was broke down in the article is pretty interesting because it says great for the drivers. Of course, that's transparency. That's what we need. Horrible for the customers. Yeah. Because if you're not tipping, if you're not going to pay for the ride, what you should pay, nobody's going to pick you up. And that's how it should be. That's what makes it independent contractor because then if you're putting in too little of an amount, well, you need to put in more. And if that doesn't fly, you need to put in a little more. And if you're like, I can't spend any more than that, then Uber's not going to be your choice anymore. You're going to have to find a different way to travel. Cab, but cabs are usually more expensive, oddly. Or you might, you know, if, if, you know, if you're like, I can't afford Ubers anymore, well, then so be it. You're going to have to get a car, take a take the bus, ride a bike. I don't know. But that's how it should have been all along. I mean, like, to keep slashing and fighting to the bottom for worker pay is not the solution. You know, I've always said a high churn rate is not good. Um, like, in fact, it's going to lead to major problems down the road. So uh, the Guardian today is, uh, August 2nd, is claiming that Uber bookings hit their all-time high over the past three months since they started for bookings. So I don't know if that's due to lack of drivers or what. I know that it's it's there's a lot to, in this article, there's a lot to people are going back to the offices and stuff. Um, 
There's also uh, an, an article in here about, um, do you want to see how Uber price gouges you? This is actually, it's from the Daily Dot. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys ever checked that out, but uh, it's a good article because it talks about, it specifically talks about LAX and it says, I can't remember if it's a Ramada or a Hilton. Let me see if I can pull it up here real quick. Uh, but it basically says that, uh, um, you know, if you're at LAX and you request a ride, right, and you want to, here, let me see, I pulled it up. So let me say the numbers that they actually use here. Uh, okay. If you want to, um, if you want to get a ride from LAX airport, uh, you know, you, you call for it and it might be, um, uh, you know, uh, 50 bucks, let's say the, the, the example in here is to a restaurant, just says LAX to a restaurant. Okay. So it doesn't say what restaurant it's using, but it says it's 50 bucks ride. Okay. So, well, obviously the first question is where's is that restaurant? How many miles away from LAX is it? How much time is it going to take? All the things that us drivers would want to know. Okay. But instead of telling us all that, it does a comparison that gives us uh, good insight on exactly all we really need to know about this. So if you'd call from LAX and you say, I need a ride to this restaurant, it's 50 bucks. If you cross the street to the hotel, and if you've ever been to LAX, this is why I can't remember if it's a Hilton or a Ramada or what, but it's 500 feet from LAX is a hotel. It's a Ramada, a Hilton. I think it's a Hilton, I want to say, but I might be wrong. But if you if you walk out of LAX 500 feet, and go to that hotel, the same ride is $8.59 to the from LAX to the restaurant because you're being picked up at the hotel. And I'm not talking about walking a mile or anything even. I'm talking about walking out of the doors of LAX where you have to walk out anyway to catch the ride and then walking 500 feet to the hotel. You can see it from every exit of, of uh, LAX. It's right there in the middle. And you just walk over to there you do the same Uber, get an Uber car, and it's $8.59. So it's one-sixth the price to stand 500 feet away. <laughs> so you guys, this is kind of, you know, there's so much going on. There's so much news I just put up. And being gone for even just a couple days can put me way behind sometimes. So... Um, I don't know what else is going to come out this week. I might have another piece even coming out. Um, and uh, obviously 13 minutes of news on Saturday and we're going to do the Friday radio show and I got some other things going. We got the Thursday round table, but I have another piece that might have to be done tomorrow on just some of this in like a 20 minute thing because it or 15 minutes even to really get people's attention because there's a lot going on here. Um, but otherwise, guys, uh, yeah, the gig conference was great. Uh, please join us Thursday night. And for the AudioCast listeners, 7 a.m. Tuesday is when the podcast drops. And 7 a.m. Friday is when the podcast will drop for the roundtable. So if you're looking to listen to the roundtable, too, for the audio podcast listeners, it will drop uh, at the same time on Friday morning. So Friday morning at 7 a.m., um, that's mountain time though. Maybe I can't remember how I do it. <laughs> I think it's mountain, <laughs> but anyway, in the, in the morning, first thing it drops on Tuesday, the regular podcast and on Friday, the round table. So 
That said, I want to give another shout out, you guys, to a bunch of... Again, remember again how I treat my affiliates, okay? I have to believe in your company, have used your app, know people who use it, have personal contact with the CEO, all these other things before I'm even willing to really work with people because I have a different strategy in mind when I do this. I'm not just advertising to advertise. I'm doing it because I believe in some of these companies. Others I'm trying to believe in, and I'm not saying it's... I. I, I think they're bad. I just don't know yet. And then some of them I straight up don't believe in. And those I'll never mention by name. Okay. So I just won't. I mean, like the only one I'll mention by name is like Uber. I'll tell you Uber, I don't trust. So, um, but, you know, they do provide work. So it's another app that we have to have in the arsenal. But, uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out to Pedro Dordash Santiago, everybody I met at the conference. I want to give major props to Solo. Uh, to moves, uh, to GaryZapps.com, Middleton Tech, D-U-H, Maximo, uh, to uh, Curry, uh, to Display Ride, to, you know, there's a, if I have it in the show notes as an affiliate link, I believe in it. I think you guys should do it or at least look into it if you're interested. I believe that your research should start on it that you personally do. If you see it in, my, in, my, in the show notes as a as a referral link, that means that, I mean, because you'll notice, again, I say this a lot, the thing I've done the most of is rideshare, without a doubt, hands down, not even close. But you won't find Uber or Lyft rideshare uh, referral links in there because I don't refer people to them anymore. Um, I just, you know, it was a, it was a different story years ago. Now it's, I don't. I think if you're going to work in the gig economy, I'll help get you started. I'll tell you to work some other apps, though, some of the off-brand ones, because that's where the money's at, and that's what you got to follow. So you guys, without further ado, that's the week, and I'm out of here. Go out there and spin some good into this crazy world, and we will see you back here next week on Rodeo. Peace. I'm a man, I'm a